0: It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the combined crew of BlindAndroidUsers.com and AccessibleAndroid.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Android fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 122 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green, and I'm joined this week by my co-hosts, Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, Doug Cameron, Sally Kunda's, Kirin Kiwan, and Fee Dunn. And we're coming to you on Saturday, the 8th of April, 2023. On this week's episode, we have our usual announcements from Austin. In our Android Basics section, Austin gives us a comprehensive tour of the developer options and system settings. And we conclude with our next instalment on the commentary screen reader, brought to us by Karim Kowan. Well, how are we all doing on this Easter Saturday? Happy Easter to those who celebrate. Happy Passover to others. And obviously we're still in in, in the midst of Ramadan, so uh, a religious time around the world, a a confluence of uh, uh, religious celebrations. Uh, Sally, what's up in Turkey?
2: You know, it's uh, beginning of April, but still, we are having some cold days, and yeah, I wasn't expected that kind of cold during April. And wishing everyone Happy Easter and those celebrating, and also Happy Ramadan for all of us. Uh, still, we are in the health future. It's two weeks left till we're done, and that's all about it here.
0: Cool. Warren, how are you? Doing well. Thank you so much, Ed. And it's a great day to be alive and looking forward to Resurrection Sunday tomorrow. Uh, we've been having some rather weird weather, like um, Sally has said. And But you know what? I think today we might even get up to close to 60 degrees, even though it might be raining. But um, it's a nice thing and looking forward to that Sunday tomorrow.
1: And haven't you been playing with Yogi Bear this week? Weren't you in Jellystone?
0: I wish I, I were. I was just uh, kind of tired walking up and down around Yellowstone. And boy, I got home. I was so tired. But we saw a lot of, uh, you know, buffalo and things like that, which is really interesting. You'd think that those things were extinct. But no, they're still there. And um, very interesting, come around the car and wanting to put his head in, you know, we have the glass up, of course, but it was kind of frightening that big thing coming around, <laughs> but we nice. had fun. Yeah.
1: Had any, any buffalo steaks, any burgers or anything like that?
0: Yeah. You know, we stopped at one place. I'm not sure if i liked like that Buffalo thing or not. I'm kind of trying to decide whether I liked it or not. I'm not sure I did.
3: Fair enough. Iphona, how are you? Um, yeah, not bad. Thanks. Uh lovely, um lovely weather here in London. Uh we've had some strange weather with some rain, some thunder some people have had. Uh but today it's been a beautiful sunny day with occasional clouds, but yeah, lots of sunshine and we're set for a quite a nice day tomorrow for Easter Sunday, I think, as well. So um that should should be good i've been busy with church things this week because it's ho- been holy week uh, and i'm looking forward to easter and chocolate and things um i, I do get the religious uh, significance as well but you know chocolate's always good
1: our little daughter has an easter egg hunt to look forward to at church tomorrow so uh, she'll be digging out her easter basket to, to, to collect all of those
4: well that's nice
1: yeah, should be good. And Karine, how are you? Where are you coming to us from?
4: Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be with you. I'm Karine Kiwan from Lebanon. I think uh, listeners are already aware that I do some demonstrations from time to time. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, here everything is uh, going well. We are having a nice weather. We are having nice springtime. So, yeah. Dougie Doug, how are you?
0: Yeah, I'm not too too bad. Definitely sitting on the opposite side of Warren, going, "I love me some buffalo. It's like
5: the best meat I have ever stuck in my face."
0: But yeah, we're
6: it's pretty chill here. Like we're starting to finally melt, which is making me happy.
5: Um, yeah, it's not too too bad.
1: Good, yeah, glad to hear. It. I think I would like buffalo as well. I think I think animals oh, are generally fun. Buffalo's sort of eating, like- aren't they?
6: It, it's really good it's really lean it's a little bit more gamey than beef but it's really good
0: yeah i shall have i to think it's it. the gamey part that puts me off um it's like elk and all of that i oh, kind of yeah. like it i like it when it's like you know jerky or something but i'm not sure I, it's just a little bit different
5: give me an elk or a moose and oh my god i am in heaven <laughs>
3: I like chocolate mousse. Does that count?
5: Yes, yes, definitely because it's it's got two go, girl. It's chocolate and it has mousse. So it's yeah. perfect.
1: Yeah. And Austin, what's happening
6: in Mumbai? Mumbai is hot as usual. Things are getting more and more hot every day. So not my favorite time of the year, but IPL is on, so that is keeping us good company. And today Mumbai is playing Chennai, so that is a uh, really good looking forward to Easter tomorrow. And I've got a lot of Easter eggs. So I'm just eating one when I'm recording the podcast.
0: This is the announcement segment of Blind Android users podcast. Stay tuned to hear important information regarding the podcast, surveys and the latest news.
1: So uh, uh, what's the announcement we got?
6: So the announcement is that Google is doing a research study or a survey for those who use keyboard to manage things on YouTube, search, and discover. And uh, you can see the details and the URL from which to enter in the show notes and in the video description on YouTube channel. Also, our app is crossed 778 Downloads. And our accessible Android site has crossed 4,000 4, uh, Google research clicks. Uh, is it right, Sally?
2: Absolutely. We have over 4,000 clicks from Google, only Google. We also have some direct clicks through the app. It's almost like 5,000, even for the beginning, which is great for us. And the app is, as you said, downloaded more than almost, let's say almost 800 times. Keep the downloads coming and over 70 countries, which is a massive number for us. For the beginning, you know, it's only a few weeks since we started with the app, and I'm so grateful for the support and for the numbers coming.
6: And what is good you is that India... Addition- oh, sorry, Austin. What is the nice thing is India is on the second number of uh, the most countries from where the app is downloaded.
2: Yeah, you're almost, almost close to Turkey. You're yeah. even, even going to surpass Turkey, I guess. So India is in the second place. And the countries are following US and UK, of course.
3: No, but you're competitive or anything.
1: Yeah. And with the with, with the download, does, does it count per account or is it counted per device?
2: It's per account because like, people can download these the on multiple devices, so it's per account. And I can see all the statistics for daily installs or weekly installs. Uh, The first one, like when when we first announced it, the app, it was like uh, the first date was over 200 downloads, which was amazing. And I just want to say one more thing before we kick off the announcements. Um, Warren was here with us in the podcast, the, the local podcast yesterday. It was such an amazing thing for us. And yeah, I'm so grateful for that.
3: You yeah, talk, it, you're talking about the.
0: Turkish on, hang on, hang on. You. you go ahead and take because right. I was trying to talk. I don't want to make it hard to edit. You're
3: talking about the Turkish one, Sally. Yeah,
0: it was it was
2: yesterday. we were the local podcast. Warren was here with us. We helped him the translation. It was it was really amazing. We we planned it for like thirty minutes or less, but it took almost three hours.
0: It was a very good thing to be on there with you guys and the homework I gave them though was to make sure to bring a lady onto the podcast next time, at least to come and talk about her Android journey story. So we're looking forward to having some Turkish lady come on and talk about her Android journey between now and May 30th. So you've got plenty of time uh, to go find that lady, uh, Sally. Oh, yeah, I'm asking
2: a few ones if they want to come and join. And they're a little bit hesitated, but I'll do it right.
0: (laughs) Use your charm. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) There we go.
1: Fantastic.
0: This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone.
1: And now we move to our Android basic section where Austin is going to show us developer options.
6: Hello, everyone. So last week, we had discussed about the About Phone and tips and support. In the About Phone, when I was talking, I had told you that we can enable developer options uh, by tapping on the build number seven times. Today, we are going to discuss what are the useful options in the developer options that we can use. Now, please note, enabling developer options and going in there is very advanced. It may leave your device in a not working state, not a brick state, but some of the features may just stop working if you go in there and enable something which you don't know you have enabled. So if you just want to experiment, you should take an audio recording of whatever you are going there and doing. And then uh, you can just go there and undo it again and fix it. But what I'm going to show you today does not have any harm if you do it. So you can definitely be safe and do it and uh, there's no harm done. So let us now go and enable developer options. I'm in the About Phone section of the settings and I need to find my build number, which is towards the bottom of the screen.
7: Build number UPP 2.230217.004.
6: So this build number can change uh, as the new versions of Android release. As Android updates release, sometimes they change. This build number can also be in a different place if you use a phones from a different manufacturer. But today we are going to only talk about Pixel phones. So let's enable this. You are now
7: four steps away from being a developer. So
6: I tapped three times, and I'm, it's saying that I'm only four steps away from being a developer.
7: You are now three steps away from being a developer. You are now two steps away from being a developer. You are now one step away from being a developer.
6: So I'm going to tap on it the last time.
7: Pin. Screen lock. Re-enter your pin. Pin. Showing numeric password keyboard.
6: And the last time when I tap on it, it enables the developer options, but it asks me for a pin because some of the options here can also open up security holes on your Android uh, phone. So it really wants to... um, are you really sure that you are doing this? Why? So I've enter my PIN and there yes. is the next button and I'm going to tap on it.
7: You are now a developer. Keyboard hidden. About phone. Build number UPP two point two three zero two one seven point zero. you
6: are a developer. So we have enabled developer options. Let's Settings. go in there About phone. and check it out. So the developer option is found in the system settings.
7: System. System. Navigate up.
6: Towards the bottom of the screen above the reset option.
7: Multiple users. Developer options.
6: Again, different OEMs can have this developer options in different places. So let me open this.
7: Developer options. Navigate up. Use developer options
6: on. Now, if you want to disable the developer options, just turning this thing off, use developer options. You turn it off, and that's it. You have disabled uh, developer options.
7: Memory ABG 4.1 gigabytes of 5.8 gigabytes memory use.
6: So this is the memory usage of your phone. And it's you're telling me it's 4.1 of 5. means most of the settings are only for developers. If you are developing an app, testing the app, that's only for them. But there are some really precious settings in there that you can configure.
7: Bug report.
6: Bug report, again, if you want to send bug reports of your app or take bug reports of your device and read them, then you can do this.
7: Bug report handler, Android system, desktop backup password, desktop full backups aren't currently protected.
6: Now, back in the old day, under Android 4.3 and lower, you could take a full desktop backup of your phone. You could backup your phone on your computer, and uh, there were some ways to do it. And you had to set a password for the backup so that the backups are protected. But now, with Android 4.4 and up, and slowly, slowly, Google has... Um, removed that availability or the availability is there, but uh, you don't get a full backup because of some permissions not being there. So the setting is no longer used, but uh, some of these settings are really old. It may not apply fully, and these may be removed at some point.
7: Stay awake. Screen will never sleep while charging, Bob.
6: So if you enable this, your phone will always stay awake while charging, only while charging. And if you have set a talkback to never speak notifications when your screen is off, you can allow it to speak notifications when the screen is awake. I mean, what I wanted to say is it will speak notifications when the screen is awake. And you can see instantly, you can see your battery life. So if you are a uh, li- little um, paranoid about your battery life. Oh, you don't want to charge your phone to 100%, 80% only, so you can see how much percent your phone is at. So it will stay awake. But once you remove from the charger, then it will not stay awake. It will it will lock itself.
7: Enable Bluetooth HCI Snoop log. Disabled.
6: Again, this is Bluetooth logging, uh, not for us. Unless your developer has told you your app that you are using. If the developer has told you to enable this, then only enable. If you enable, nothing bad Cape will happen.
7: Papa. Snoop logger filters.
6: it's better not to do it. Again, these are Snoop Log filters. I mean what logs you want to be captured, you can filter them here. Snoop Logger Filter PV Snoop
7: Logger Filter Map. Enable Snoop Log Mode Filter to change this option.
6: Again, these are just developer options, not for us.
7: OEM unlocking. Allow the bootloader to be unlocked. Ah.
6: This is the first gem that I was talking to you about. OEM unlocking. So if you are in an Android beta and you want to opt out, you want to flash the stable version of Android, or you are in a stable version, you want to opt into a beta, and you need to flash the beta using Google's... Uh, flashing tool, that is online flashing tool, which I had demoed in, I don't know which episode, it was way back, uh, how to opt your pixel out of a demo. That was the title of the episode. So you can search that demo or we will have the links of that episode in the show notes and in the YouTube video description. So you can uh, check the video description on YouTube or you can check the show notes on our website. So once you enable the OEM unlocking, it'll ask you for your pin again, and then you can unlock your bootloader by uh, connecting your phone to fast uh, ADB and then booting into fast boot and then issuing the command. And different phones have different ways to unlock the bootloader. Pixel has one way, Xiaomi will have another way. And uh, you'll have to read up the bootloader unlocking guide on XDA and follow each and every step that they tell you line by line, word by word, because if you miss a step, your phone will be stuck in what is known as a half unlock and half lock, where you will be able to write some partitions, but you may not be able to uh, write to other partitions. And then you will have to either flash the whole factory image, and unlock the bootloader, or you'll have to take your phone to the service center, which will also do the same thing, but they'll have a tool to do that. And uh, also in some um, some OEMs for manufacturers, unlocking the bootloader will void your warranty. So you need to be careful. Samsung phones have a special uh, a special hardware fuse that if you unlock the bootloader once that fuse will be that fuse will be no longer useful. So even if you lock the bootloader again, your warranty will still be void. So that is the OEM unlocking, and this can also lead to some security problems because Google's protection features will no longer work once you enable OEM unlocking. Just by enabling it not even unlocking the bootload. So that is why another recommendation that once you are done with Google's online flashing tool, the flashing tool will lock your bootloader, that is sure, but it does not turn off the OEM unlocking settings in the developer option. I don't know why it does that. So you need to enable developer options and go in there and turn the OEM unlocking off. You won't lose data by enabling it or disabling it, but you will surely lose data by locking or unlocking your bootloader. So let's go to the next. This was a very big feature which I needed to explain, so I have done the explanation.
7: Running services, view and control currently running services.
6: So this is like the task manager of Windows. This will show you each and every service that is running on your phone. Let us take a look at this. You can go in there.
7: Loader. Automatics. WebView. Running Services. View. Running Services. Navigate up. More options. Device memory. System. 1.7 gigabytes of RAM. Apps. 1.6 gigabytes of RAM. Free. 2.5 gigabytes of RAM. App RAM usage. 20 settings. 1.0. Settings, one process and zero services, 167 megabytes.
6: So settings is using 167 MB of RAM.
7: Bluetooth, Bluetooth, one process and eight services. Bluetooth, one process and eight. Bluetooth, one process and eight. So sometimes it uh, just
6: uh, refreshes itself. Adaptive
7: connectivity services, one process and adaptive connectivity. Camera, one process process and one camera. Carrier services, one process and one service. Third, camera, care, Google, one Google Play
6: services, one
7: Google so Play it keeps services. So refreshing
6: one, it. Back. That is one of the disadvantage. The but if if you get it to stop refreshing on you, uh, it keeps refreshing because the app, you, the uh, the RAM usage or something changes. So it, it just refreshes itself. If you can stop this from refreshing on you. You can then kill the service that you want, but again, killing services and restarting the services does kill, does reduce your battery life. So, do not go in there and just look and just keep killing services. This is the same warning that I want to give. If you use a task manager like Clean Master or something, or to kill your processes uh, and services too, and that says that. Oh, we are reducing your battery life. In fact, no, we are killing your battery. So do not use that also.
7: WebView implementation, Android system web view.
6: So you can go here and change your web view that your phone uses. And uh, you can implement various web views like uh, some, you may get a web view that is more accessible, or you may get a web view that is a beta version, Canary version. You can go in there and check it out.
7: Automatic system updates, apply updates when device restarts.
6: Off. So, this option is again a useful one for those of you, especially Pixel phones, because you get an update every month. And uh, what it does is it will tell you that, okay, there is an update av- uh, available. It will download the update if you have set the phone to automatically do so. And it will install the update because uh, there is an AB partition. So it can install the update even when the phone is uh, phone is on. But when you restart your phone, that time it will do the partition switching. So you have the updated partition, which becomes the active partition, and the non-updated partition that is inactive and that waits for another month. When that gets a new update, and then that will become an active partition. So, you don't need to do anything. You just restart your phone and it will automatically apply the update. So, that you can enable or disable as you wish. By default, it is disabled.
7: DSU loader, load a dynamic system update image.
6: So, once again, way back in some episode, I think when we were discussing Android 13 betas, I had shown this where you could load a dynamic system image and try out Android without making any change to your system. Um, so it's like a virtual machine of some sorts. So you can enable this if you want to try a different Android image. Some of the OEMs does not support this properly. So you that is like a virtual machine where you try, where you load the latest Android available. And if your OEM supports it, you can try, but when, after you restart the phone once, after you enable DS, you load a an image, uh, and you load the Android image. After that, if you restart the phone, the all the changes that you made in that image is gone. So you cannot restore. You cannot uh, sort of save the changes in the image. It's like a ROM. It's, it does not uh, store written data to the image. That image just goes and your phone becomes back to normal.
7: System UI demo mode.
6: So this is again some demo mode of system UI, which we should not enable.
7: Quick settings developer tiles.
6: You can have the developer tiles in quick settings. Again, uh, I don't think it is more useful that you have the developer tiles here. So again, it's better not to have this. Debugging. Debugging. Here is a here there are a lot of gems, and here I'm going to take a lot of time.
7: USB debugging. Debug mode when USB is connected on.
6: So debug mode when USB is connected. You, if you turn this on, it will say, "Do you want to allow debugging?" You say, "Okay." Then you connect your phone to the computer and run fastboot. Devices password space devices. It will give you the computer's RSA key, and it will give you a checkbox always uh, enabled for this computer. You check the box and then you click OK. By this, by USB debugging, you can install apps using USB, which is also called side loading. You can do all sorts of things using a USB, and also if you want to reboot from ADB mode to fast move mode to recovery mode, this uh, debugging has to be enabled. So it's a good um, option to enable if you are constantly roaming your phone uh, modifying different partitions, but it also has some security implications, um, which maybe you need to weigh when you are if you want to ROM and you want to keep this enabled or you just want the stable, the phone is stable, but if you want this to be disabled. But if you are a sideloader, definitely enable this feature and uh, you will have very easy way of installing the apps. So the command is adb space install space name of the app, including .apk. So adb space install space talkback.abk. So that will then just straight away install the app on the phone rather than copying the app to the user space or the SD card and then going to the file manager installing it. That's a long cut method. So this is easier.
7: Revoke USB debugging authorizations.
6: So this is if you have enabled USB debugging by checking the checkbox always enable from this computer. And if you don't want it to be enabled on that computer, you can go in there and see that computer, the RSA key, you have to remember the RSA key, and you can just revoke the authentication, telling it that uh, do not enable it for this computer until I connect it next time. So that you can do.
7: Wireless debugging, debug mode when Wi-Fi is connected.
6: Wireless debugging is also very useful in your watch. Yes, your watch also has developer options. You should enable it the same way as finding the build number, tapping on it. And but there are not much useful apps or useful options in the debugging settings in your watch. There is just the debugging mode which you have to enable. Then you have to enable the wireless uh, debugging. Then you will get the ports, the IP address, and the port. So you can then sideload APK files on your watch by just typing adb space connect space IP space port. So that is the command, and then you need to type the same sideloading command and install the APK on your watch. This also can be done on your phone so if you do not need a, if you do not have a cable at hand you can quickly enable this wireless debugging and uh, use the options on your phone but one thing i have seen that enabling the wireless debugging does uh, consume a lot of battery life so i would suggest that if you enable you should do your work whatever you want to do with it and then disable it so that your battery life does not reduce
7: ah. Wireless debugging.
6: I have turned mine to off because I I always uh, 10 do uh, uh, off wireless debugging. i loading using USB cable.
7: Disable ADB authorization timeout. Disable automatic revocation of ADB authorizations for systems that have not reconnected within the default seven days or user configured minimum one day amount of time. Off.
6: So this is a security option that let's say you enable. Um, the adb on a computer on a laptop and you don't connect with for seven days or more or one day or more the authentication can get revoked so the next time you connect to the same laptop it will ask you do you want to enable on this computer the rsa key they always enable and then okay so this you can disable it but i would suggest that if you use this on a on an office computer, on your friend's computer, on some public computer, which you should never do, then you should never disable this because it can just get the authentication can get revoked, and which is a safe thing to be done.
7: Bug report shortcut show a button in the power menu for taking a bug
6: report on. So this again is if your developer has told you to take a bug report of your device, or then you can turn this on.
7: Enable verbose vendor logging, include additional device-specific vendor logs and bug reports, which may contain private information, use more battery, and or use more storage. Ah.
6: So again, if your developer has told you to enable the advanced uh, vendor logging and all those things, you can enable it, but this again, as stated, may contain information like device version, Android version, Wi-Fi max. Um, IMEI is the name of the uh, Wi-Fi that you have connected to maybe. I've never tried this. So you should turn this off. It's a big security risk. Enable it only if said to enable. And this also may consume a lot of battery and storage, as it says. One good thing about this is it gives you like an explanation of what it may do. So before enabling a feature, you can kind of understand that what this feature may do.
7: Enable view attribute inspection, off. Ah.
6: Again, developer stuff. Don't enable unless you are a developer.
7: Select debug app. No debug application set. Wait for debugger. Debugged application waits for debugger to attach before executing, off, ah. Disable. Verify apps over USB. Check apps installed via ADB ADT for harmful behavior. Off, disabled.
6: Because I have disabled my ADB ADB debugging and not enabled wireless debugging, this option has been disabled. But if you use ADB debugging or wireless debugging, definitely make sure that this option is on so that your phone verifies that the app is not doing something harmful. And if it does something harmful, it should notify you or even uninstall the app. So make sure that this setting is on. Now also, I want to state that some of the OEMs and some of the Android versions may not have some of the options.
7: Verify bytecode of debuggable apps. Allow Art to verify bytecode for debuggable apps on.
6: Again, developer stuff, but it's on. So whatever is on, you leave it on. Whatever is off, you turn it off unless we show you a feature that has to be turned off or turned on.
7: Logger buffer sizes, 256K per log buffer.
6: These are log buffers. So these uh, will keep a sparse size of 256K, which is very technical language, I know. But um, just let this be default. If you don't understand logger buffer size, or if your developer has not told you to increase or decrease the size, you keep it the default. Feature flags. Oh, wow, this is the best gem ever. So you have you have seen if you use a Chrome browser or Chromebook and you are an advanced user of the browser, you may have come across in some way or the other Chrome flags or Google app flags in some application. These are the same. These, if you want to run some of these, these release features and stuff, you should enable or disable the flag that you want. Enable the flag, not disable. But these may also cause the most problems because you are running some features that are hidden. Sometimes these, the feature flags may be empty, but sometimes they may have something in it. It changes as you are. As your version of Android changes, if you run beta versions of Android, then you may be more likely to see some features in the feature flag. So let us just go into this for curiosity's sake and see if there are any hidden features in Android 14 developer preview too. One uh, thing I want to state that this is recorded before the beta 1 of Android 14 could hit. By the time we add this to the podcast, Beta 1 of Android might have hit, and the feature flags may change. But let us go in and see for curiosity if we have anything or no.
7: Feature flags. Navigate up. Experimental. Navigate
8: experiment.
6: No, it is empty as usual. It just states experimental. But sometimes you may come across a gem in the feature flags, so do make sure that you go and check it out.
7: Back, developer options, feature flags. Enable GPU debug layers, allow loading GPU debug layers for debug apps,
6: On. Again, all the debugging stuff is only for developers, do not even pay attention to them.
7: Graphics driver preferences, modify graphics driver settings. App compatibility changes, toggle app compatibility changes. Show refresh rate, show the current display refresh
6: rate on. Ah. So if you want to see at what refresh rate your phone is running, which is not much useful for the totally visually impaired, but maybe useful for low vision uh, people or for gamers, if you are uh, some sighted person seeing this video by any chance, then if you enable this, it will show you your uh, display's refresh rate. Um, I can't talk today. It will show you the refresh rate of your screen. So let me just enable it for just a second and see what happens.
7: Allow screen overlays, show refresh rate, show the current display refresh rate on.
5: This
6: will show in the notifications bar. So let's turn this off because I don't want to see it.
7: Allow screen overlays on settings. Allow apps that can display over other apps to overlay settings screens. Off.
6: So these are like the uh, like the talkbacks, privacy curtain, maybe and or some of the other things that you want to display on settings. If you are a low vision uh, person and you have set a theme, which or some app that uh, displays over other apps, you can. Turn this on, and uh, as I don't have any need for this, and by default it is turned off, so I'll leave it be off.
7: App compatibility changes, toggle app compatibility changes. Show refresh rate, Show allow mock modem, allow this device to run mock modem service for instrumentation testing. Do not enable this during normal usage of the phone, off
6: again unless your service center person tells you to do this do not do it if you want to diagnose some modem problems do not do it then only you should enable it if you want to diagnose like some network problems some gps problems then enable it but if your service uh, technician or your service center people tell you then enable it or do not enable it again it explains that do not enable under normal usage. So just leave it be.
7: System tracing, record system activity and analyze it later to improve performance.
6: Again, these are for developers that uh, develop apps and they want to see the system activity and then they want to improve it. And uh, so that the app
8: performance and the system performance uh, improves.
7: Angle Preferences, Modify Angle Settings.
8: So this
6: is another new feature in Android which is not useful for us.
7: Networking, Wireless Display Certification, Show Options for Wireless Display Certification, OGG.
6: Again, not useful for us.
7: Enable Wi-Fi Verbose Logging, Increase Wi-Fi Logging Level, Show for SSID, RSSI and Wi-Fi Picker, OGG.
6: So again, this is logging stuff. So developer stuff this is. Unless someone tells you to enable it, do not do it.
7: Wi-Fi scan throttling reduces battery drain and improves network performance on.
6: So in the setup of your phone, if you have enabled Wi-Fi scanning, uh, even when Wi-Fi is off, this thing will be on. It will increase your network performance.
7: Enabled Wi-Fi scan throttling reduces battery drain and improves network performance on.
6: So it will improve performance at the same time, reduce your drain. So definitely keep this on. Wi-Fi
7: non-persistent Mac randomization. When this mode is enabled, this device's Mac address may change each time it connects to a network that has Mac randomization enabled.
6: Again, do not do this unless you are, if you are, connecting to a corporate network and they have a list of MAC addresses set in their router for like MAC address blocking or some permissions that a certain MAC address gets, then do not enable it because if you change, if you enable this, every time you connect after a certain period of time, your MAC address will change. And if they have not listed your MAC address in the router's Uh, allow list, then your connection to the network will be blocked.
7: Mobile data always active. Always keep mobile data active, even when Wi-Fi is active for fast network switching on.
6: So this is done. This is a a good setting as well as a bad setting. Uh, If you use Wi-Fi calling, and some providers, now I don't know who sends MMSs, but MMSs do not go over Wi-Fi for some providers. And also, if you are downloading something and you have to leave the house, you should keep the data active even when Wi-Fi is connected on. But this will drain your battery life also because you have two things active. As soon as you you, know, you go out of your range of your Wi-Fi, you will automatically switch to mobile data data which should not take much time. So you might just hear a very small call drop if you are in a call, a very small stutter which may not even be noticeable and then you will switch automatically to mobile data as well as if you come back in a connected Wi-Fi range, you'll switch back onto Wi-Fi. So this can be on or can be off. By default, it is on. For some of you, it may be off so it depends on you. If you want to use this, turn it on. But this will increase battery drain.
7: Tethering hardware acceleration. Use tethering hardware acceleration if available on. Network download rate limit. Configure the network bandwidth ingress rate limit, which is applied to all networks that provide internet connectivity.
6: So if you are on a limited plan or you are uh, sort of, you want to configure the bandwidth that you your device uses. You can do this. Um, I would not recommend you that you do this unless you are you want to uh, save on bandwidth so that people get equal bandwidth and your your uh, data does not get over fast uh, if you are doing something. So,
7: default USB
6: configuration. Oh, this is the most important gem of all. You connect your phone to the computer, then you unlock your phone, then you go into the notification, and then you find the USB transfer preferences or whatever they are called, and then you select that, and then you select whatever transfer you want, such as file transfer, MIDI, camera transfer, whatever the transfer options are. This is just one step. You enable the default USB configuration, that you want, so like if you transfer files a lot from your phone, um, you enable this. You connect your phone to the computer and just unlock your phone, and that transfer mode will automatically start. And then you can lock your phone, no no issues. The transfer mode will keep on. One thing to note, do not enable it if you use guest computers a lot, if we use public computers a lot, and if you use um, whatever, if only use this on a personal computer because you never know, uh, you may get some surprise if you enable it on a guest computer or a public computer or some computer which many people use at once. So I would say do not enable on a public or a guest computer. There may be some data jacking or some data stealing and all those things that come with automatic transfers. So do this at their own risk. It's a risky feature, and also it's a very powerful and ease feature. So don't need to go and find that USB options for file transfer or whatever. Just enable, and you are good. Let's see what options are there in this.
7: USB, navigate up, selected, not so- selected, File transfer Android
6: auto. So I always do file transfer. So mine is set to file transfer Android auto. Uh, these options again may be named differently according to different OEMs. Some may just call it file transfer. Not
7: selected USB tethering.
6: USB tethering is uh, sharing your phone's internet using USB. Uh, that can be also an option if you are uh, if you access the internet a lot through your phone then you can select this
7: not selected usb tethering not selected midi
6: again midi transfer or using your phone as midi device you can select this option
7: not selected ptp
6: and ptp you can also if you use an app that does ptp or some uh, Go to transfer or photo save then you can um, select this option but I don't know why when file transfer is enabled why it's like this. but anyway if you are if your computer or your corporation um, needs you to have to enable PDP and use PDP for file transfers then you can do it.
7: not selected no data transfer.
6: no data transfer. this is the default one. Uh, That is selected by default. So when you connect your phone, you need to unlock it, go into notification, find the option, enable, and then enable the transfer that you want. So this is selected by default.
7: Back. Developer options. Default U.S. show Bluetooth devices without names. Bluetooth devices without names. Mac addresses only will be displayed on.
6: So this is, again, I don't know who will select this, but this will not show the names of Bluetooth devices. It will only show you the MAC addresses. So I don't know how you'll identify your device unless you have your MAC address written down.
7: Disable Absolute Volume. Disables the Bluetooth Absolute Volume feature in case of volume issues with remote devices such as unacceptably loud volume or lack of control.
6: So again, if you have uh, a Bluetooth headphone, headset or whatever, both your phone's button and the Bluetooth uh, headset's button controls the same volume. If your headset has some volume control issues or your volume is loud or slow or anything, you can disable the absolute volume and then your phone's buttons may may control one volume if you can configure your headphone button to configure to control another volume, you can do that and uh, control another volume with this uh, with the buttons. So, like sound volume, ringtone volume, accessibility volume, and so on. So, uh, it's it depends on you. If you have problem with your Bluetooth uh, device, then enable or disable this feature.
7: Enable Bluetooth audio enables Bluetooth audio feature if the device supports audio hardware capabilities on um, disabled.
6: So you can enable LE audio or um, the best audio lossless uh, format, but your phone, your headphone should dis- uh, should support that. Then there is some uh, capability of enabling it.
7: Disable Bluetooth audio hardware offload on um, disabled. Disable
6: Bluetooth A2DP hardware offload, off. Again, there is some A2DP stuff and all hardware offloading, which uh, puts that on your phone instead of your device. Bluetooth
7: AVRCP version, AVRCP 1.5 default.
6: So these are all the Bluetooth AVRCP versions that you can select if your phone has more than one or if you are... Uh, the user manual of your Bluetooth device uh, states that you select a different AVRC version, then you select that version.
7: Bluetooth MAP version, MAP 1.2 default. HD audio off, disabled.
6: You should enable HD audio if your device supports it again. And I'm not connected to any Bluetooth headphones, so it's saying off, disabled.
7: Bluetooth audio codec, consistent system selection default.
6: Now, if you use a different codec, then there may be problems with your uh, Bluetooth headset or headphones. So it depends. By default, systems uh, codec is used, but unless your uh, headphone comes with an app and that app has some codec, or the user manual tells you to use something, then do it. Otherwise, leave it as default. Bluetooth audio sample rate. Use
7: system selection default.
6: Again, this also may create problem if you change it. So unless your user manual does not tell you to do so, leave it the default.
7: Bluetooth audio bits per sample, use system selection default.
6: These also may create problems if you change. So make sure that you follow all the directions.
7: Bluetooth audio channel mode, use system selection default.
6: So here you can use the. Uh, mono, audio, or stereo, but uh, it depends on what your headset supports.
7: Bluetooth audio LDAC codec, playback quality disabled. Maximum connected Bluetooth audio devices, use system default, five.
6: So uh, you can connect up to five Bluetooth audio devices at the same time. Uh, If you want, you can increase it, but I would not recommend that because that may create lags.
7: NFC stack debug log. Increase NFC stack logging level ah.
6: Some of the devices that does not have NFC may not have the NFC options.
7: NFC verbose vendor debug log. I'm just
6: going, going to skip these because devices, we are not going to use anything and in NFC. Reports.
7: NFC NC input. Show taps. Show visual feedback for taps on. Ah.
6: So if you want to see a small circle, if you are a low vision uh, person or sighted person, you want to see a small circle with explanations before you touch something. You can enable this, but TalkBack does not support it. So for those who use TalkBack, do not enable it. Nothing will happen, but that circle will not be spoken out.
7: Pointer location, screen overlay showing current touch data off.
6: Again, these are useful for low vision people only.
7: Drawing. Show surface updates, flash entire window surfaces when they update, off. Show layout bounds, show clip bounds, margins, etc. are off. not
6: used for us.
7: Force RTL layout direction, force screen layout direction to RTL for all locales, off. Window animation scale, animation scale 1x.
6: So again, if you want to increase your phone's performance i mean this does not make any difference if you use a very high mid range or a flagship phone but if you are using a really budget uh, phone or a very old uh, cpu phone this may increase performance but at the same time setting your rates or uh, scaling too slow or too low might also cause choppiness in the display so the best option to animation choose scale, is 1X.
7: Animation, window but animation
6: off. And if you don't want any animations, you can just select animations off.
7: Developer options, window animation scale, animation off.
6: So you can either select 1X or animations off. That is the safest method. Do not go to 0.5, 0.75. Uh, that might create some choppiness in display.
7: Transition animation scale animation scale 1x again you can transition turn this animation, off transition animation on developer options transition animation animator duration scale animation scale 1x animator duration scale animate animation scale 0.5x animation on. developer options animator duration scale animation on
6: Again, as I said, this does not make any difference on a high-end phone, but um, this will save a little bit of resource, so there is no harm turning it off. But do not go on a very low scale like 0.5, 0.75. That will create problems. So you either select the default or you turn it off.
7: Simulate secondary displays I'm done. Smallest width, 411 dp. Display cutout, device default. Hardware accelerated, display cutout, Now, do not default. change
6: anything in the display cutout because this also can create problems for talkback. So if you are setting your uh, display cutout too large because there is a punch hole, uh, or you, you want to simulate a punch hole or something, so do not do that. You just leave it at uh, device defaults.
7: Hardware accelerated rendering. Show view updates, flash views inside windows. Show hardware layers updates, flash debug GPU overdraw off.
6: So if you are a gamer, you can uh, turn this on.
7: Debug non rectangular clip operations off.
6: Do not turn this on.
7: Override force dart, overrides the force dart feature to be always on,
6: On. So if you have selected the dark theme in Android and some app is not uh, not uh, compatible with the dark theme, you can force ride that the dark theme should be enforced on that app. So you can try it out. Nothing major will happen if you turn this off. Uh, turn this on, I mean, and if something happens, if you turn it on, you can go back and turn it off. So nothing major will happen. Maybe the app may crash or stutter but uh, nothing like your phone will turn on and all the stuff. So maybe it may cause a problem with some app.
7: Allow window level blurs on. Force 4XMSAA. Enable 4XMSAA and open S 2.0 apps on.
6: So if you are a go- uh, gamer and you, you are cited and you use a lot of GPU gaming and all, you can enable 4XMAA and all those OPEC-2 apps and all, you can enable that option.
7: Disable HW overlays. Always use GPU for screen compositing. Simulate color space. Disable media. Disable USB audio routing. Disable automatic routing to USB audio peripherals.
6: Do not change anything in the media settings because if you do something wrong, your talkback might just stop speaking. So be aware of these uh, settings.
7: Media transporting settings, monitoring, strict mode enabled, flash screen when apps do long operations on main thread. Ah.
6: So again, these are CPU related monitoring if your apps do a lot of operations on the performance core or the main uh, thread of the CPU then it will show the flash window, which is development stuff, not useful for us.
7: Profile HWUI rendering off. Apps, don't keep activities. Destroy every activity as soon as the user leaves it off.
6: If you want your phone's battery to drain like water, you should enable this. This, what this will do is, if you, let's say, have Telegram open, you enable this setting. And then if you just go in the background, telegram will close itself. So enable it only if you want to destroy your phone's battery or you want your phone's battery to drain like water and want to keep your phone continuously on the charger. So do not enable this if you want your battery life to stay long. This is like what the uh, clean masters do. do, so which can drain a lot of battery. And not only against, we are not against screen master or anything, but we are against all the task killers and all the apps that uh, perform these activities.
7: Background process limit, standard limit.
6: Again, another battery drain, if you want to change like only have one background process, two background process, then you should do it but leave it at standard rate so that your Android it will be intelligent enough to close the process that you have not used for a long time.
7: Background check. Always show crash dialogue. Show dialogue every time an app crashes on.
6: If you are being bugged, you are just being bugged like we were in the Android 14 d 2 which is the worst developer preview ever, this app crash, that app crash, send feedback, force close this, that. If you are just bugged by it, you should enable this option. So if the app crashes, it will not show you the app crash dialogue. However, this may also have one disadvantage that if you enable this and some app just keeps crashing, your phone may become warm and your battery might drain because Android is trying to always restart the app and you do not have the option to force close the app or disable it or you are not even notified that the app crashed. So it's a dual edged sword like most of the settings in the developer options are. So if you're really bugged by something, you should enable this this, uh, setting.
7: Show background ANRs, display app not responding dialogue for background apps. Ah.
6: And the second thing, if you want to be bugged by every background app that is not responding, Again, anybody, but you will be just bugged if you are using uh, Android 14 developer preview 2. I don't know how the beta will be. I hope the beta is good, but. uh,
7: Suspend execution for cache apps. Device
6: default. Again, uh, suspend execution and leave it at device defaults or your battery drain will be locked.
7: Show notification channel warnings Displays on-screen warning when an app posts a notification without a valid channel log. Reset notification importance.
6: If you have set uh, some apps to show notifications as important orders like notification important channels, then you can reset it, which uh, I don't think most of us use. So leave it.
7: Standby apps
6: standby apps. Now, this is the Android's intelligent thing. Android will only give resources or will take resources from the apps that you have not used for for a long time, and it will keep the processes on standby so that if you switch to the app, you can instantly load the app rather than all the processes starting from scratch. So it will keep your app in standby like how a Windows laptop goes into standby mode. So it does that, so just leave it as it is.
7: There. Force allow apps on external, makes any app eligible to be written to external storage regardless of manifest values.
6: So again, develop a remote, but if you want apps to write to external storage rather than phone storage, then you should enable this. But again, uh, it may cause a little reduction in performance because the external SD cards, whatever, have SD cards are going away. But if you have a phone with SD card, then apps may write to that and SD cards are often slow to uh, respond. So it will reduce performance.
7: Force activities to be resizable. Make all activities resizable for multi-window, regardless of manifest values. Huh?
6: If you are multitasking, and you want your apps to be in split screen? You can just resize the apps. Uh, another old Android setting, but uh, for those of the OEMs that do not have split screen as of now, can enable this option. It will uh, resize your app to the split screen.
7: Enable freeform windows. Enable support for experimental freeform windows.
6: On ah. the freeform windows it will. Uh, it's just a Windows without size. It will just resize if another app is opened or something happens which should not be done because, as it said, it's experimental, may cause problems with TalkBack and the app also.
7: Force desktop mode. Force experimental desktop mode on secondary displays. Ah.
6: So, only this feature applies if you have connected a secondary display.
7: Enable non-resizable in multi window allows non-resizable apps to be in multi window on.
6: Ah. Again, multi window stuff. You can enable if you want, do not if you do not want.
7: Predictive back animations. Enable system animations for predictive back
6: ah. um, on. We don't use that.
7: Disable child process restrictions. Disable restrictions on the system resource usage of the app child processes. Ah. So
6: one is the parent process, one is child process, which are sub-processes launched by an app, which uh, you should not uh, restrict them. Otherwise, the app might become unstable. Autofill. Logging level, off. Ah. Again, logging is Max request for
7: session, 10. Max visible data sets, 0. Reset to default values.
6: All these are developer stuff. Storage.
7: Shared data. There is no shared data for this user. This location. Select mock location app. No mock location app set.
6: So, if you are using the uh, you are using a phone in multi-user mode, then you can share the data with one uh, from one usage to another. That's what was there in the storage section. Now, mock location is a very important thing but it also may, may cause problems. If you have some media that is not available in one country, you want to watch that media, or some apps that are not available in one country and you want to download, you can install third-party mock location apps, and uh, then you can select those apps that you have installed in this location. option.
7: location app. No mock location
6: absent. We will not tell you which mock location apps to install because that will be under uh, against YouTube's terms and also our podcasting post terms. We do not want to infringe on any piracy conduct. No.
7: Forceful GNSS measurements. Track all GNSS
6: constellation
7: input method. Stylus handwriting when enabled. Stylus if
6: an on. Some of the options in the developer settings even even are there if the phone does not support stylus. Now, pixels do not, at least as of now, as of today, pixel um, phones do not come with stylus. So still the option for stylus is there. But uh, do not use this. And that is the last option of the developer settings. This was a tour in the developer options. And I hope you like this part of the episode.
1: Thanks very much for that, Austin. Uh, Warren, do do you delve into developer options and have a play in here much?
0: Well, so frankly, the developer options is not something that I often do, unless, of course, I'm trying to do that ADB, you know, that Austin talks about in in the overview of the developer options. You know, most especially when I'm trying to join some kind of a beta or whatever, I'm trying to use the flash tool from uh, the flashing or Android flashing tool on the web from Google. Other than that, though, I think another thing that sometimes I use would be to disable the uh, animation. Um, and talking about disabling animation, I know we do have it in the accessibility segment. However, if you do that from the accessibility segment, what I've noticed, however, is that you're going to lost your um, icons on your home screen, for example. So if you really want to disable animation, probably the best place to do it is from within the developer section. So. Uh, or developer options. So that's what you need to do. Other than that, I don't necessarily mess around in the developer options. And like Austin says, people need to be careful when you go in there. Uh, uh, Be sure you know what you're doing. And unless it's so necessary to go in there, don't even mess around in here.
6: There are some small gems in the developer settings that people can use definitely to make their life easier.
0: One of those gems, of course, would be if you want to choose a different codec uh, for your Bluetooth, you could go in here and turn that on as well. And so, yes, indeed, there are things in there. But again, the caution is that you need to be careful. You need to know that you know what you're doing, because if you don't, you may wind up turning on something that's going to kind of make your device not work the way that you want it to. So that's the caution here.
2: My question goes for you both, Austin and Warren. Here in Turkey, the banking app says, you know, if you want to use your NFC credit card, like NFC payment, you would need to turn off developer options because it doesn't let us use NFC, they say. Is that true for you?
0: Well, you don't need the developer options on in order to use NFC. And frankly, by default, as we know anyway, the developer options is never on by default. And huh. so NFC is not reliant on the developer options. So uh, I don't know why anyone would want to turn on the developer options um, in the first place. Uh, most especially if you're wanting to be using something like what you just described, though, it should just work. I think what it's saying is that it's anticipating that maybe someone has turned on their developer options and that that person needs to turn it off. The, con- uh, the contrary, however, is that if you have the developer options on or the uh, bootloader uh, turned on, um, you're not going to be able to use your credit card or some of your financial stuff. That's, that's been my experience.
1: No, I don't find that in the UK. So I have developer options on all my phones and NFC works fine. Contactless payments work fine with developer options turned on here.
6: The NFC will work if the developer option is on, but it will not work uh for financial transactions or credit card or anything if the OEM unlocking is on, because that will also disable Google's protection features. So then they might not want uh, you to use the app if you have enabled OEM unlocking or allow OEM unlocking.
0: Yeah, so I'm thinking probably what's going on is probably talking about the you know, OEM unlocking, about the bootloader, because if you do that, then you've disabled protection and uh, no financial stuff is going to work. It will tell you your device is not secure.
1: I had a question, Austin, as well. When you uh, said to tap on the build number seven times, just to clarify, that's a double tap when you're running TalkBack, isn't it, rather than a single tap?
6: Yeah, it's a double
1: tap. What about you, Karine? Do you use developer options much?
8: Yes, it's turned on because I use ADV
4: and uh, I use the Disable Absolute Volume because you know that if you disable this, you will be able to have your um, media volume and accessibility volume not linked when you're using the uh, Bluetooth earphones. So yeah, usually for this reason, I keep it on.
1: How about you, Doug? Do you, uh, do you come in here much?
0: <sighs> I have it on, but I generally only have it on when
5: I'm
1: uh you putting stuff over onto the watch, so my my developer tools generally are on, but they're not used
5: frequently How about you, Fee?
3: no i I haven't really um investigated this. I thought about it once when um because there's a there's an issue with um changing when you change the volume and you've got bluetooth headphones on um you don't have the separate accessibility and media volumes on bluetooth and somebody told me ages ago that if i turned on developer options i would be able to change this but i wasn't so they probably had a different phone to me and i haven't to be honest that was a couple of years ago and i haven't tried since um so yeah i mean i'm very busy with a lot of church things and everything so I, I just want my phone to work i haven't i haven't got time to uh you know accidentally get things wrong and then put them right just now so um you know and as you as you austin has said and other people have said you you do need to know what you're doing or have plenty of time to fix stuff if you accidentally make it go weird and at the moment i'm too busy so um but yeah it's very interesting Definitely is uh, Sally.
5: What
2: about you? You know, I had the developer options turned on, but my bank keeps keeps on saying turn it off. So you won't use NFC if you turn it on.
1: There are three three things that I use it for. Uh, one. We sort of touched on and that's uh being able to install beta versions uh for which you need to come in here to do various things the other and i've mentioned it on here before is mock location so sometimes if content is geo-blocked then they don't go via the ip address the internet protocol address where a, a virtual private network might help you They'll go via your phone's location services, and they are smart enough if you turn them off uh, to know they can't establish a location. So BBC Sounds does this if you want to listen to sporting events, for instance. But on Android, you can come in here, you can set a mock location to London, um, and it will work if you're, you know, if, you're if you're abroad where it won't normally work. So useful, useful thing in here to come and do. The other thing that will be of interest to Xiaomi users, is that if you want to turn off Xiaomi optimizations, uh, you you go in here, you scroll all the way down to the autos fill section, and you double tap on um, reset default values. Quite Why you double tap on that, I don't know. And there doesn't seem to be uh, a a given number of taps on, on all the forums I looked at. It just said tap it till the turn off optimization button appears uh, and I, I tried it, I couldn't get it to work, I went back in and tried it another day and it did work after many taps, I'm pretty sure it was more than seven, anyway so yes. if Xiaomi users uh, want to turn off Xiaomi optimizations, and one reason you might want to is because the Xiaomi share sheet isn't great, so, so that's if you click on a file and it goes, how do you want to open this, let's say it's a PDF, do you want to use Envision AI, do you want to use Word the Xiaomi share sheet I say that after a few beers, Um, only only offers you a very few options and the scrolling is inconsistent. But if you turn off Xiaomi Optimization, then you get the standard Android share sheet. So uh, for Xiaomi users, you might want to look at that uh, Reset Default Values button under Auto Fill and double tap it until such time as the Turn Off Optimization thing appears next to it. Very strange very strange way to have to go and do that, but uh, uh, something you might want to check out.
0: Another thing, though, that may be of importance here in the developer options is most especially if you're using a third party app, and I'm talking about screen recorders and uh, AZ or Arizona recorder, this AZ recorder, but we fondly call it uh, the Arizona recorder. If you are using something like that and you want to show those touches, most especially, you're trying to describe to a developer portions of their app that you're having a problem with, and you want to show them exactly where that is. Uh, In order to be able to show those touches to appear in your screen recording, you need to go into the developer options and turn on that uh, short touches um, to the on position. So That's another gem uh, that is hidden in there. However, if you're using native screen recorders, this is not required.
5: And what was that option, Warren, that you have to turn on?
0: Uh there's one that says sure uh touch, uh show touch or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and the Arizona screen recorder is, of course, speech synthesizer dictionaries uh uh tripping us up and misleading <laughs> us with app names because they've got that as the state abbreviation uh, state abbreviation for Arizona, which it is. But then it attaches itself to inappropriate, non-Arizona-related functionality. So um, it will be it will be AZ or AZ screen recorder. If you're talking to your sighted chums, they will literally have no idea what you're talking about. Otherwise,
3: yeah, exactly. it would it it would be um, yeah AZ as in A to, A to Z, wouldn't it? That's I think what it means.
0: Yes, it is. And now the Jishuo, or what Austin refers to as the Joshua Screen Reader, a.k.a. Commentary Screen Reader CSR. This is where some feature of this screen reader is demonstrated.
1: And we conclude this week with the next in our series on the Commentary Screen Reader, or Jishuo, and it's over to Kelly and
8: Hello. Jishwa Scene Reader has several modes to navigate and deal with on-screen elements. The
4: two modes that I'm going to talk about in this episode are not used by most people and they are not really needed by most people, but they have special use cases and they are Tapping to Move Focus and Pass-Through Mode. Tapping to Move Focus. As the name suggests, when you activate this item, you will be able to use on-screen tabs to move between on-screen elements. Before the 17th of January 2023 version, this uh, mode was called allow screen exploration. I will activate it and you can activate it either from the main menu or by assigning uh, a gesture.
5: tap move focus mode. Enabled
8: Instead of swiping, I can tap the screen to move between on-screen items. Tap once. list Again.
5: CX-File Explorer. Turbo-Alarm. Gmail. Messages.
4: If I want to switch the direction to move to the previous items, I will swipe left with one finger. Previous. Tap.
5: Gmail. Turbo-Alarm cx file explorer
8: and if i want to move to the next items i will swipe right with one finger swipe right
5: next tap Turn alarm tap gmail messages
4: i uh, let's try to be faster in tapping
5: zoom oh. Twitter.
8: By you, but you should pay attention to the
4: thing that if you be if you if you be so fast you will be activating items because it will be considered as double tapping to activate an element the last focused element you double tap on the screen anywhere on the screen so i was uh, the last thing that was focused was twitter i will activate it by double tapping
5: Navigation for you. Home screen, one of two.
8: I can use gestures.
4: I use a gesture to go to the home screen, and uh, let's try to
8: swipe with two fingers to open the app drawer or the apps list.
5: Apps,
8: I'm in the apps list. Go back with. So there is something that you should pay attention to, which is that you will not be
4: able to explore the items on the screen like you do normally when you put your finger on the screen and move it to hear what's under your finger. So if I put my finger on the screen
8: and try to move it, I'm sliding my finger, nothing. I can... Swipe
4: normally to move between on-screen elements, but the first swipe in one direction will be considered as moving the tapping to move focus direction. So let's try to swipe left. Previous. It said previous, and then if I swipe again, I will be able to swipe normally between elements. And I will swipe right. So the first swipe will be to move to the previous or to the the next and then I will be able to swipe normally. I can see uh, the need of such mode for people who are facing issues in swiping um, for any reason. So it's good to have this mode available. Now I will disable it. I will go to the main menu, swiping down then right.
5: Main menu. Previous. More button. Can't. Actions button. Enable curtain. Next. Google TTS lock is
4: swiping.
5: Speak current. Pass-through mode. Tap into move focus mode.
4: I'll double
8: tap here.
5: Disabled tap into move focus mode.
8: And it is disabled. Moving to the pass-through mode. I will enable it from the main menu. Also, you can assign a
5: gesture. Pass through mode. Enabled pass through mode. Now you can temporarily bypass the screen reader and interact directly with your device for one second after tapping the screen once.
4: So you heard a quick explanation about this mode. When this mode is active, tapping the screen once will trigger a one-second pause for the browse by touch. In this one second, any on-screen gesture or, uh, or tap will be passed to the system. After the second ends, the Browse by Touch will be resumed again. And
8: to trigger another pause, you should tap the screen once again. Let's try now to open the notification sheet by tapping the screen once to trigger the pause and
4: then swiping down with one finger, um, you know that when browser touch is enabled, the one finger swipe will be done by two fingers. so I will tap the screen and then lift my finger and swipe down with one finger quickly to open notification sheet.
5: Tap, notification shade.
4: And then I swipe down with one finger, and
8: notification shade is opened. Go back.
5: Home screen two of two.
8: Now let's try to tap something. I will tap once ACR phone. on
4: something on my dock at the bottom of the screen. Tap.
5: ACR phone. Dropbox.
4: Okay. I should be quick.
5: ACR phone. Light.
4: So. When I tapped in another position on the screen, when I tapped on another position on the screen, it activated the item which is really under my finger, not the item that I was on before, or the accessibility focus was on
8: before. This is because the tap was passed to the system. Let's go back. Two, two. In this mode, I can swipe normally, I
4: can explore by touch. I'll tap, put my finger on the screen and.
5: Drop red, and the flat, drop box.
4: I'm able to explore the on screen elements. I can
8: double tap normally to activate things.
5: Chrome. Chrome. Home screen two,
4: and i can also double tap anywhere to activate the last focused item
8: let's swipe
5: sound, sound assistant thing flag. Light. facebook keep notes
4: i want to activate keep notes double tap we'll keep notes and it's opened
5: two two.
4: so the only difference is when you tap the screen once and then you will be uh, having this pause that I was talking about before. Uh, Something that I noticed is if you tap the screen on a place where there is no element that can be focused by Jisho, you will not be able to have this pause. So I try to tap somewhere which has nothing, uh, no elements. I tapped, nothing, I'll tap again, and... okay. <laughs> I tapped on ACR, I'll tap in another place. I tapped, again, nothing. Well, this mode has its use cases. Like if someone is in need to deal with uh, some elements that this person can deal with using Jishuo, like tapping something which the accessibility focus of GSHOW is unable to to be used with it. And anyway, having this
8: mode is nice for anyone who may need it. Thank you for listening.
1: Thank you very much, Karim. Warren, have we got you converted to Jishua yet?
0: I'll let Joshua keep going around the walls of Jericho for now. I'm not a convert.
4: Hey, today, today's today's lesson will be to teach Warren to say Jisho.
0: Go ahead. Jisho, <laughs> G- right? Jisho. G-
4: Jisho. G- but, but I would be, heard, with, I will be Chinese hurting. Accent. Us in, I would be should, hurting. I would be hurting.
0: You say G- show, it
4: uh, like Chinese. Jisho. G-
0: Jisho. G- <laughs> It's acceptable, I think, I think, no
4: problem. I think, I think, I Karen, think if you're losing. If you're fighting
0: a
1: losing battle. He, he can't even say Apple.
0: Hang on, hang on, <laughs> Ka- hang on, Karen. Oh, good one. Hang on, Karen. Can you have Austin say it? Because I'm gonna hear Joshua here, uh, not G Show.
6: No,
3: it's
6: G Show. Oh, I, I can, say G Show. Yeah, G Show. I, yeah.
4: I can say, I can say G Show. <laughs> you, you know, Austin is is saying it, it's better than you are doing, Warren. So, yeah. <laughs> how, how
3: how about me, Jishuo?
4: Sure? Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, although it's something somehow yeah. British, so you feel like the British. It is something British, Jishuo. You, sure? you know, like that. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the God best way to say is Jishuo. So the question
3: is, Warren, can you say "show me share sheet"?
0: Show me a share sheet. Huh? Oh, you managed I did.
3: it. You did. Yay. <laughs> and that's even before his cup of tea. But,
1: but can you, you say apple? I don't think you can.
0: Well, I live in an apple area, but I don't call Fruitvale, you know, apple. It's Fruitvale. Come on.
1: <laughs> and that is it for this week's podcast, folks. Uh, we'll be back with you next
6: weekend. Austin, how do people get in touch with us? To contact us, you can send an email to us at blindandroidusers.com. You can join our mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram, Facebook, Discord, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the YouTube channel. And also the links are in the websites panel of the YouTube channels.
1: Thank you very much for listening. But for now,
3: bye-bye. Bye-bye, happy Easter for those who celebrate.
0: Later. Bye everyone, nice resurrection Sunday.
4: Bye everyone. Bye, thank you for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week.